On episode 66 of BRC and Friends, I sit down with Anna Wuffington and Derek Weston to talk about, rumored on this show, to be the best book ever written, The Just Kitchen, Invitations to Sustainability, Cooking, Connection, and Celebration. Now, I've known Derek for a very long time. Sorry, Anna. But also love that Anna is also an Enneagram 3. Yes, we talk about food, writing, Enneagram, and much, much more. It was a good time with two great people. Thanks for being here. Grab a beverage, pull up a chair, and enjoy listening to my conversation with Derek Weston and Anna Wuffenden. My name is Bruce Reyes Chow, and this is BRC and Friends. Each episode, my co-host and I chat with activists, artists, academics, and adventurers to discuss politics, faith, pop culture, technology, and as you will discover, pretty much everything that pops into our heads. This is basically an excuse for us to hang out with friends and colleagues and riff about things that matter. Welcome to BRC and Friends. Welcome to BRC and Friends. I'm super excited about uh, today's episode. Uh, Derek and Anna are here today. Uh, Authors, friends, colleagues, uh, their new book, um, The Just Kitchen, is uh, either out or coming out, depending on when this is out. And um, super excited, especially because you have an amazing chapter by me. But, um, you know, other than other than that. Um, really excited to have you all on. We're going to talk about a lot of things today, um, but first we'll do some introductions. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Bruce Reyes-Chow. I am currently even living in San Jose, make my way through the world as a pastor and author and sometimes podcast host and general scallywag and all those kind of things. So I use he, him pronouns. Uh, I'm an uh, empty nester, which is lovely and thrilling, um, and now I just put all my love and attention to one of we have two dogs, but it all goes to my my favorite dog who gets smothered all the time. <laughs> so it's the only one. If you follow me on all the socials, it's the only one you ever see. People will be like, you have another dog? I'm like, yeah, but I don't like him. So he doesn't get any FaceTime. There's me. Uh, somebody jump in. Introduce yourself. Where you are you? What do you? Yeah. Give us all the info. Anna. Wow. <laughs> Derek and I make faces at each other. Um I'm Anna Wolfenden. I am in Northampton, Massachusetts. Um, I am the rector, a priest at St. John's Episcopal Church as my day job. And then in between all those things, occasionally Derek and I have a podcast called the Food and Faith Podcast. Um, and somehow we wrote a book. I don't really quite know how that happened, but yes, we'll talk pretty about exciting that. it happened. Um, and I have a delightful two and a half year old. I'm far, far away from the empty nest, but I do, you know, post a lot about her on Instagram and shower her with affection. And so you, you don't, you don't have, you don't have two and you just focus on one that That's you like exactly the best. That's exactly what I was okay. about to say. I, I put all my attention towards the, the one uh, living being in my care and I don't ignore the other. Um, try not to ignore my spouse either. And that, um, so, uh, yeah, it's great to be on the show. Thanks great. For awesome. Me. Welcome. Derek, my friend. Yeah, Derek Weston. Um, I am right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. I am the Theological Education and Training Coordinator for Creation Justice Ministries. Um, yeah, sometimes I forget my title. So That's I, a long title. That's I, a lot like, of words. It looks like I was focusing really hard. <laughs> um, I've been in this job for six months, and sometimes I still mess it up. Um, uh, he, him, his pronouns. Um, I have four children... That empty nest thing sounds really nice. Uh, as my kids are entering their teens, they are, are 
ages almost 16 to 11, and yeah, yeah, getting them out of the house sounds amazing. Um, you could just change the locks while they're all at school. <laughs> it's, it's a thought. It's a recurring thought. Um, and then I have, a, I have a dog and a cat, neither of whom appear on social media very much because of my dislike of both of them at the present. So, um, yeah, uh, do, get to do the Food and Faith podcast with Anna and... Um yeah, it's fun to fun to be here and, and be with Great. with you and do someone else's do, podcast right Do now. these do these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't have to worry about all the before and after stuff yeah. of all the I love podcasts that I don't have to edit. And yeah, it's, you can just show up. It's it's great. Yeah, I so I we we had I've been doing my podcast, and you know, I mean, the thing that always holds it up is editing and yep. actually getting it out, and then all the like. I need people. I think people assume. That if you're an author or you have a podcast, hey, like not everybody, but somebody like, oh well, it just happens. And I'm like, I'm, I, I fire my people every week, and yeah, and then I rehire myself, and then I rehire them exactly. You would think that our HR departments would figure out that we are terrible employees yeah. to have yeah. to do this stuff. Yeah, and I'm actually, I just made a. I'm I'm using a. I'm gonna try this new thing called depict which like everybody's using now to do editing that's connected to squadcast apparently i'm gonna so we'll see how fast all this gets anyway there you go on your technology podcast uh this (laughs) today some more tips Uh, all right so you all have a book coming out uh just disclaimer i don't know if it's disclaimer but we are both uh with uh part of the broadleaf books uh I don't want to say stable because we're not like horses, but uh, we are part of the roster. Roster. Yeah, I go roster uh, authors, which I think was very cool. Um, And I think they were, you are in a different stage than mine. Mine comes out in March, but yours is coming out. uh, When does it officially out? Is it officially out? October 10th. October 10th. So this podcast is going to come out just before that. So make sure that you all uh, pre-order. Pre-ordering really does help. Um, uh, it gives whatever the the gremlins that work all the analytics, it, it really does help. And Broadleaf likes to see interest. So please um, go and do that. But yeah, so I have worked with uh, Derek on some food stuff before and have learned a lot uh, from him as, as he's um, kind of dived into this master gardener and this other spaces and looking at race and theology and all that. Um, before we get to the book though, uh, and how did, so how did you all get together around food? Like how, tell me the story about how you all kind of connected. Well, I spent my first, uh, I don't know. I spent a, a, a amount of time a while ago, um, planting a church out in Los Angeles area. It was called the Garden Church that um, was really looking at the intersection of food and faith. And in that role, I started being in all these rooms where amazing people were talking about food and faith. And in one of those rooms, I said out loud, we should have a podcast. <laughs> um, and our founding co-host, Sam Chamberlain, was in the room and he's like, pick me, pick me. So we started a podcast on food and faith and then derek was our like first fan and derek and i had known each other from other gatherings unco and other places and i think you knew sam from other places so um and i think derek was in some of those similar rooms so he he came on board um 
And then Derek, I mean, maybe you want to take it from there because the book well, kind of came out of that evolution. Well, yeah. So I, um, I was editing the podcast for a while um, because, as we've discussed already, editing podcasts suck. And it was a thing that I could do for my friends. Um, so I was editing the podcast for a while, and then one day they were desperate for guests on the show, and they asked me to be on the show. And We were uh, not desperate for guests. We actually <laughs> really wanted to talk to Derek. Let's clear this up right here. They were scraping the bottom of the barrel, and I was around. It was, it was, it was bad. I mean, the desperation in their voices was pretty tragic. Um so I came on, and, uh, and and we just had, the the three of us just had just really a fun time, really great chemistry talking with each other, and from there, conversations about me coming on as a co-host started. Um, and when I came on, one of the things that we talked a lot about was there was a lot of conversation about the production end and all of the justice issues that are surrounding how food is produced. And there were a lot of conversations around what happens around the table and all of the fellowship and justice issues that happen there. But there wasn't a whole lot about cooking and what happens mm. in that space in between the production and the, and the table. So that was a seed that I planted pretty early when I started on as a, as a co-host of the show. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I remember, I, uh, so Derek came in and did a, an adult ed for a church I was serving a couple of years ago now, I think. I can't remember when it was. And I spent so much money out of that because you had all these book suggestions. I must have bought like eight books after that. And I'm like, both. And I do this thing where I buy them in real life because I, I know how authors need, like, love. And then I buy the audiobook is really how I listen to all my books. And so <laughs> I got know. to listen to them as well. So I, I, I'm like, Yes, here, just take all of my money because I know what it's like and all those kind of things. But yeah, it, uh, I, so I know we talked a lot about everything beforehand, but then what happens at the table and what does it mean to be around the table and things. So then how did the book come about then? When, how, what was that like? Well, I got a, um email from the our acquisitions editor at Broadleaf asking if I was interested in writing a book on cooking and faith. And my first thought was, I have no interest. And I had another book I wanted to pitch her. <laughs> but you cannot write an acquisitions editor and say, I have no interest without saying, exactly. talk to my friend. So I called Derek and I was like, hey, are you interested? And Because he we had just been talking about this kind of gap. And he'd been talking about maybe we can do more of that on the podcast. And so, and then I said something like, what would you talk about? Like, you know, what would you pitch? And he gave this like very inspired pitch, and I was like, "Well, that actually sounds interesting." <laughs> I'll do that. I was like, "What if? What if we co-authored?" And so we just we took it. We had a conversation with the, the editor and took it from there. And um, I think it also focused it in on using the podcast interviews and our expertise as story listeners, rather than I don't. I don't feel like I'm not an expert on cooking certainly. And I'm not a kitchen science or <laughs> sociologist. I mean, those were not our areas of expertise, right? Right. Um, but we have been asking questions and listening and sharing stories for a while. And so I think that what really gelled was, yes, we could co-author, but also co-author as co-hosts and doing, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, because you're featured in it, that 
a lot of the book is drawn upon um, a number of interviews that we did with various guests and bringing those stories um, into the book. And that was fun. And I think that was a good collaborative between the two of us and using that kind of like live conversation, curiosity piece um, as as a team. Right. Well, thank you. Well, I think that's a good segue. Uh, give us, um, pretend none of us have read, people have not read it. Um, so the, the title is The Just Kitchen, Invitations to Sustainability, Cooking Connection, and Celebration. Uh, give us the, like, the condensed elevator. What is the book about? Like, what, what, tell me about it. Well, I think the best way of, since no one's read it, uh, the best way of saying it, it's the best book you're going to read <laughs> um, about what happens in the kitchen. Um, Clearly. It will change your <laughs> life. For the better. For the better. For the better. Um, you know, no, it's, it's, it's about how we bring the stories, the things that are important to us, our values into that space in our homes which so often is a space that is filled with drudgery, that is so often feels like a chore, so often feels mundane, but actually so much of who we are as people gets expressed in our cooking. And so really kind of fleshing out through people's stories the ways that those things come to light um, in, the, in the ways that we cook, in what we cook, in who we cook for, who we cook with. Um, I think that's that's and and also really some some beautiful encouragement, uh, largely thanks to Anna, some beautiful encouragement of how to practice our faith and practice mm-hmm. mindfulness in the kitchen. Um, so, it's it's uh, it, it's the best book you're going to read. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I am really excited about about the book is that. I want you to like people to read it, but also we're picturing that it's not a coffee table book. It's a kitchen Mm. counter book. And so in it, there are stories of people's experiences in the kitchen and we get into some of these deeper conversations, but there are also recipes by the Mm. guests, you know, your chicken Mm -hmm. recipe is in there. And, um, and there's also some liturgy. So there are prayers that, you know, prayer that you could use while you're preparing the food and prepare prayer that you could use to trace, where the food came from um, and different exercises so that it's really one of those books that, I mean, I kind of hope that you splash some, you know, vinegar on the page and there's some flour on the, you know, it looks, it looks used in a year. Sad because it's so pretty, but I really want people to be, you know, using it and having that kind of interaction with it. Um, and that it's not just for people who think that they're cooks. I think that's the important thing. Right. It is not a cookbook in terms of you have to already have some level of expertise or even like interest. It's for the person who says, I hate cooking and I don't want to do it. It's for the person who says, I know nothing about the kitchen and I'm scared of the kitchen. It's for the person who says, I cook every meal and I'm an amazing chef. I mean, it's, it's for all of that because whether we consider ourselves cooks or not, we all do have some story and interaction with our kitchens. Um, whether we even have our own kitchen or not, what we have right. with a kitchen, right? Right. Um, so it's not only the best book, but it's for everybody. It's so it's the, it is the best book that everybody and anybody will ever read. Yes. yes there you right. go. 
That's the first review. I'm going to post that. On, as soon as I get my copy, we'll just, uh, you know, hint, yeah. double hint. I, I'm really excited. I am really excited because I've seen, <laughs> I was giving them a hard time before because I have not received my copy yet, but it looks really it's pretty for those who. Personally, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's like more the fun. Distribution house of our, it's more our fun. Fellow, it's more fun. House. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, it's yeah. Broadleaf's fault because Broadleaf is amazing. They, they are. They are amazing. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I not, blame not, the U.S. postal system. That's to get it right. All the way across the country. To I blame Obama. It is. It is Obama's fault. I'm <laughs> sure yep, that absolutely. it is. That is where it is. Yeah, I would say. I will say that I've. Um, uh, that, that's great. I mean, and, and I loved Broadleaf as well. What was it like writing together, though? How how I've written somewhat collaboratively one book with my spouse, who really the deal was I'd write most of it and she would kind of she had a real job and was doing things and so i had to be like oh i guess that's what i'm doing but like what how did that work out for you all in terms of how did you divvy stuff up did you just write and figure it out i mean how did that all go (laughs) (laughs) and what was the worst part about the other person (laughs) yeah What are the deep wounds we're still carrying from that writing process? This is actually this is actually the first time that Anna and I have been on the screen together. There's been a lot of bad blood. Um, <laughs> no, um, oh. I think what was the biggest challenge was that the the publishers really wanted us to speak with a unified voice. Oh, and so being able to write some things and then have Anna write some things and be able to go. Yeah, I agree with that. Or, ooh, would I say it that way? Mm. And kind of going back and forth in in that way. But I think, I mean, fortunately, we're on the same page about a lot of things. So that helped a lot. (laughs) Like, there were no no major, like, knockdown, drag-out fights about, like, we definitely can't have that in the book. Um, But I think that was was really the biggest challenge, was kind of synthesizing our life experiences and synthesizing our voices and synthesizing, you know, um, uh, our perspectives into sort of this coherent sounding singular voice. Right. So as I, as, uh, so as I, as somebody reads it, will they get a sense that it's, um, so do we get your voice than somebody else's at times or, and then sometimes it's just a collective kind of narrating of, of something. I mean, how does, how does it even, flow well that's how we kind of in the end there's one unified voice for the bulk of the writing and i think it's even a little even trickier is that it was unifying our two voices and telling the stories of all these podcast guests right without it sounding like a transcript right right so it was i'm so intrigued voices you know Um, but then we also just discovered along the way we do have pullouts each chapter there's like Mm. anna's story Derek's story which is we kind of put our more personal narratives and they're, you know, just kind of short vignettes, but that gave us a space to say, like, I didn't grow up in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Like, and I didn't burn my Thanksgiving turkey either. So, you know, I can't say we for that. And whatever you can, you give me a hard time about Derek. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So we're going to read a book about food by somebody who can't cook. Awesome. I'm I'm buying that book. I think those are the best kind of cooking. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. I just made life. Oh, good. Well, I was going to say, but I think overall the writing process 
I mean, having written a book on my own and then co-writing, it was just so nice to have somebody else's brain working on the same project. And it felt like that point where you just want to put it down and be like, I can't look at this ever again. We, you know, we just had a Google doc that we were keep working in and I text them and be like, your turn. Like, mm. and then Derek would think things and write things. And in fact, in a lot of ways, um, we could kind of keep picking it up when the other person needed to set it down. And mm -hmm. that was really a good I, you know, process. I would, I mean, I would do it again at some point. Right. Maybe the other thing that is true, I will have you just shared Bruce about your experience of co-writing with your spouse is that when I signed this contract, I was doing like some freelancing and some part-time work. But by the time we were writing it, I had a full-time job and an mm. infant. And Derek was doing like consulting and teaching and podcasting. So, I mean, I just owe a great debt to, he took a lot of bulk of like keeping the brain, his brain like working on it. And I don't know that it would work now that we both have full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. To promote the book. <laughs> yeah. We can barely promote the book. It, it, Thank you for it, helping us. It is. Thank you for it getting is. us both on the screen at the same, at the same time. time. That's the hardest part. You said that editing was the hardest part about podcasting. That's not true. Scheduling is Scheduling. the hardest part about podcasting. Oh, good yeah. lord! Well, you know, and I, I, I'd use all these technologies for scheduling, and sometimes I'm like, I'm just going to get people options if they want to be on. Great. Like, <laughs> here's what it's on my calendar, and so feel free to show up. But yeah, I mean, this is this. I, I really am intrigued by that. Are you all doing? Is there an audio version happening at all? Are you all gonna, or is it, uh, or do you know yet? If I would love for there to be an audio version, I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it does happen, I would really like for it to be our voices and not some strangers. So, so yeah, yeah. I, it's a. Uh, um, uh, I my first so did a book with another publisher last two, two years ago, and they did an audio, and so uh, they said, "Here's how you do it." There's the first one they were ever going to do. Here's how you do it. Um, here's how the recording. I sent a couple of samples in to make sure the recording was good enough, and did the whole thing. And then the people who were doing it were like, "Yeah, no, we're going to get a professional." <laughs> good. Yeah. It was like, but I've been told I have a voice for radio and voiceovers. <laughs> My ego took a teeny, teeny, teeny little hit. It was. That's pretty good. It was. Yeah. Like, it was like, I had to take a breath. I could, I definitely was like, and like, well, they want to sell more copies. So they're not, they don't care how I feel. So. I that I this is the right but I was like okay well <laughs> so for the, for the one that I'm doing with Broadleaf I have to audition oh. wow oh wow yeah it's uh, so there's no guarantee can I audition all. for your book oh that'd be fun <laughs> I would really like to read your book <laughs> I think that would be fun the, the, I think the mistake I made with my other book was like I I listened to too many auto uh, too many um, audio books where the author read them and they put all these asides in and to kind of make it charming. It, apparently, it's not. 
Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's what, because I'd be like, oh, and I'd make some side comment, and they're probably like, that's not what we're looking for, yeah, sir. Yeah, it's charming when Nick Offerman does it. It's yeah, it's exactly. Tina Fey, she can pull it off. <laughs> you, sir, not so much. Anyway. Um, oh, this this is awesome. Thank you all for, for sharing that. So, um so that it comes out October 10th. We'll have all the links and things in the, in the show notes below. And again, I'm really excited. It looks beautiful. Um, you know, being on the pod and your podcast is knowing kind of how you are taking perspective around food and justice and, and cooking and the experience. I think um, folks should get it. It actually, I was just, you were talking like, it feels like a Christmas present book. It is. Like, yeah, I mean, that everybody can get and it'll be their best present. It'll be the bet. Not only is it the best book you will ever see. <laughs> and read it is the best christmas gift so i'm gonna like my teenagers in our lives that's what we're giving them i'm sure that they'd be like oh thanks You're thrilled yeah. <laughs> thanks dad it's what all my kids are getting <laughs> <laughs> gee what's in the stocking that is 10 by 10 hardcover looking sure hope that's a big wad of cash wrapped up in that box there they're not shoes. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. All right. So uh, again, uh, again, I'll have all that stuff in. But so you all are also in the in the world um, and doing things and all that. Um, uh, what has been happening in the world that uh, has been kind of moving you, bringing you joy, pissing you off? Is there anything in particular? And we'll start with one thing. Um, uh, I, we were talking beforehand about uh, I was hoping one of you had watched the Star Trek musical edition. I'm going to have to find somebody to, to talk about that with. And then you all mentioned Ted Lasso. And, then you know, you all know I'm a big soccer person. And, like, that is – but I've only seen one episode. And and here's why. And you all both are like, oh, no, how could you – Tell us. Justify. There there is no, it's, it's, it's it's not that deep. It's really a matter of, uh, I'm an Android person. Ah. Ah. You don't even say anything else. Oh. Uh, I see. I'm, I'm the one in in every, every family, every family guest, you know, a group texting. My sister's always like, well, we have to do this differently because of Bruce's phone. So we don't have like all the, I'd use a Mac, but we don't have all the Apple things. And we, and Robin and I have just drawn a line at one more streaming service. So it's not even about Apple. It's just like, we already pay more in streaming than we had intended when we got off of cable because it was going to be cheaper. Yeah. And like, I'm just, we're not going to do it. So that, so when we're somewhere that has it, we sneak them in as many episodes as we can. And we were in somewhere and we're like, let's watch one episode. So it is great. It is good. But my my not one more streaming app uh, has drawn the line for it. But there's so many good shows on on t- Apple TV there are. that they're yeah. really it's well, tempting. You do the thing. I mean, I, I, I hear that. I respect that. I have a similar thing about Hulu right now. But then my thing is you can rotate like six months. You know, oh, that's a lot of work. I'm not that. I, I know, I'm, but you that's, know, you could. That's disciplined, Anna. I don't know who do you don't know good. me. You don't. Yeah, I, that's well, a disciplined shift. This is why I haven't watched the the bear yet, is because I'm like off oh, Hulu so right good. now. It's so I know. I, so I, I so I'm I'm sympathizing. I'm trying to I'm trying to empathize with. You. I haven't watched it either. It's so good. 
I that's I I so here's my thing and Derek and I have known each other a long time. I don't know if you know if you remember this about me. I watch trash. Oh, I do remember uh, that. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> I so I have a TV in my office and I watch the background is like the Meg and uh, <laughs> I mean it's that's what I I I don't need so you can't like do like a deep show. Even watching what I'm supposed to be. Like I just I don't want that kind of emotional investment in my TV. Okay. Well the headlines want... was not for you. It's you know, you I appreciated it. <laughs> it's gone from respect to now not. No, not. I respect your financial budgeting decision. But I, I don't. I think Ted Lasso's. You know, it's, it's, it's too deep. Yeah, I, I, I basically there's nothing. I like there are movies out there that I know I should watch and shows I should watch. And if my family, who have much deeper taste than I do, are watching it, I might sit in in an episode. But like I've seen episodes of The Bear, and I'm watching, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. And then I just I go look, watch The Meg, or you know Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> Um, uh, Fast and the Furious is one of the best franchises ever in the I history have of movies. I've never movie. seen a single. Oh my god! What? Fast uh, uh, furious. Oh my! Oh, why are we on this show together? Because that that. Okay. Okay. I, I actually what? said that to my wife yesterday as a point of pride. It was like no, 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 no. What are they on? Like twelve or thirteen or something? 10 like, x okay, okay whatever and i was <laughs> and i was like you know i've never seen one of those and I no it <laughs> is one of the most diverse movie franchises ever made like if you like look at in terms of kinds of garbage <laughs> <laughs> that was good <laughs> could be but also the the ethnic kind of representation it is there's a lot wrong with it yes i will <laughs> I, I i am not claiming oscar worthy caliber though the cinematography some of the directors have done some amazing stuff i mean who else my wife says oh yes jumping a car from one building to the next that can happen i'm like did you just see it happen then it happened <laughs> Did they drop cars out of an airplane to land on a road in a inaccessible area of the mountains to hijack a a, a save a hostage? Yes, they did. Thank you very much. <laughs> I cannot believe you've never seen one. Not one. What does this have to do with the kitchen? <laughs> Welcome to BRC and Friends. The uh, so we have not talked weird. about Enneagram or any of those oh. things yet as well, which is often where we get derailed uh, in the moments. So, oh, so what have you all there. seen? Right. What have you all seen lately that you want to be just be like you, people? You got to watch this. You got to read this. You got to listen to this. Are there any things that have been in your world that have uh, given you pause in good or bad ways? Well, I frankly have not had time to watch much television at all, so. I'm, I, it's not just the junk I'm not watching. I'm not watching the good <laughs> stuff right now either. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And so I you're, really you're being responsible to the responsibilities in your world, people and occupation. Well, yeah. Or just like, yes, like 
by the time I have time to watch television, I want to sleep. Um, do I, am I reading things? What are you, are you listening to anything and music, any podcasts, any things that? Yeah. You know, I have been doing the audiobook train mm. and, um, as a fellow Enneagram three, I believe this is true. Yes. I am a three. Yes. Um, I had an opportunity this summer to hear Mark Brackett, who is the, the book is the permission to feel speak. And it's all about how emotional intelligence and this idea that actually noticing and acknowledging our feelings is helpful, which mm. as an Enneagram three, I think is a terrible idea for myself. <laughs> I think it's great for everyone else, but, um, and I will tell people that they should. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I will like preach on it. I'll teach on it. I'll talk about it. I can do great pastoral care for other people's feelings, but mine, no, thank you. I do not care for them. Um, so I've been listening to that, um, book and it's been kind of kicking my butt. And also interestingly, the best parenting book I've been reading recently, mm. it's recently and pastoring book. So it's, um, I don't like it personally, but I do think it's helping me to be, be a better pastor and parent. So your um, discipline of avoidance needs to be worked on, because uh, that's why what? I don't watch it. So I don't watch any TV that would make me think. Um, yeah. Why are you listening to books that are going to challenge? I mean, that I'm I'm listening to Babel, and I just got done with everything and every. I can't remember what it's called. Yesterday and tomorrow, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Was that what it's called? I can't remember what. Like I listen to trash too. It's great. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. The respect I'm getting from Anna's eyes about me is yeah. just going way it. down. It's just like <laughs> what? Well, who, this is probably, he's a respected like, person. Well, it seems like it's actually like a very on-brand like coping mechanism. <laughs> I just like go to a different place with my avoidance of oh, okay. actual like you know. So there you go. Yeah. Derek, what about you? Anything we're listening to, uh, watching, uh, reading that is... Uh... You know, I, I know that you neither of you like to feel things, but I would <laughs> I still am going to make a strong pitch for the bear. Um, it's really good. No, they make bad uh, choices. It's stressful. They do make bad choices, and it's incredibly stressful, and it's very <sighs> human, and it's like, ah... Uh, but it's but it's so good and it's and it's hard to watch at times but it is it is really good. Um, we've also been watching Winning Time uh, about oh. the '80s Lakers, which is oh yeah, uh, fantastically uh, shot and acted. Um, the the actor who they got to play Magic Johnson is fantastic. Was it is this HBO? Is that HBO? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or Max. 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 <laughs> which is such a weird name. It's so dumb. It's so yeah. Dumb. Um, but um, I've also like so I recently read because I'm not afraid of feeling things. <laughs> Oddly enough, the Enneagram Five here is the one not afraid of feeling things. Um, I read this this book uh, recently called The Ministry for the Future that I highly recommend by huh. Kim Stanley Stanley Robinson. Uh, it's one of those sci-fi books that is science fiction but feels very real. Um, it's about sort of like dealing with the the realities of climate change in uh, this UN committee that's formed whose sole task is thinking about future generations. Oh. Um, and it's... it's um, is it fiction? It is fiction. Okay. It is fiction. Oh. Um, 
but it's it's there are times when you have to step away from it because it is it is heavy. So it's interesting. I can get into those kind of things. I remember like uh, the way uh, I see, and I'm terrible at like books. There was a book a long time ago. <laughs> You think I would tell stories for a living? Uh, the book a long time ago that was written about this thing, when the the world without us is that what it was called? Where oh, yeah. the like those I, for some reason I can get into that kind of thing. Does that sounds that does sound really? So I was like, oh, it's a ministry book. Oh no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, but no, it, um, it has ministry in the title. But okay, it's not about it's not churchy. <laughs> not churchy. That, that's all. I will say, and I I am a three, but in my strengths. Uh, empathy is number three for me so it's one of my highest things and so i definitely i feel so i'm like a three i'm three with the four wing and so that messes it all up in 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 many ways and uh the best advice i had somebody tell me one time when i was kind of processing that says you're you're you have empathy is a strong strength um you can feel but you don't have to care and i'm like oh that's that's good i like that it really, I was like, wise, the, yeah. like I could just feel liberation. Like I don't actually yeah. have to care. I can read it and I can know it's there, but that doesn't mean that I have to do it. I don't have to take care of you and I don't have to f- care. But anyway, yeah. welcome to the right. podcast on uh, personality inventory. That is often yeah. what we, what we do. I think every other, yeah. one of the co-hosts is like a s- specialist in one of those things. <laughs> so, it's well, it's well. Yeah. well, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you all. Uh, I love hanging out with you. Um, next time you need a guest about something on yours, please feel free. Your next book. Um, I was trying to figure out if my next book has anything to do with the kitchen. I don't think it does, um, but uh, I can. Well, we'll, make, I, we'll figure it out. We could. I can. I'm sure I can finagle something well, in there. Well, yeah. I was. I was. That's true. Yeah. That's Thanks. true. And faith. I was sitting. I was sitting in my kitchen writing. I was going to say, did you, did you eat a sandwich? I, <laughs> and was it arranged very nicely on a plate? Oh, it certainly was. Read if anybody, if anybody knows, yes. Oh, yes, people. More, more, if, more spoilers. Yeah. I still. We were just out as a family doing something. Like I had to remind people about how. I just need folks to acknowledge that it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. They don't care. I like, you don't have to care. <laughs> no, you just need to acknowledge just, it. Like, yeah, just notice. I will Look, say that I've gotten more, I'm there with more, you on like, that. more like cognizant of plating since that conversation. <laughs> I have, I have become more like, you know what? You eat with your eyes first. You, you do. Know, okay, yeah. So I can, I can, it I matters. Can, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to be, I'm starting to, I think you sold me a little bit. No good. Beauty. Beauty yeah, matters. It is. It is. Um, yeah. How can people get in touch with you all individually as the book? Are there, what, what, what are the, give us all the things and I'll include those in the notes too, but how, how do folks get in touch with you? Um, I, Instagram and Facebook, Rev Anna Wolf. Awesome. Are good places. And then um, food and faith pod or food and faith podcast is another great place to find us both. Great. Awesome. Derek, what about you? Uh, I'm at Derek Weston on Instagram. Um, I am also at Derek Weston on the artist formerly known as Twitter, but I like, I, I'm like the last hold out there. It's like, yeah. it's like, 
it, like if you want to talk about something dystopian, go to go to Twitter now. Oh. <laughs> it's like hanging out in the barren wasteland. It, it is. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, this is a whole other podcast. I, I was gonna stay on that one just for my news. Like that was the only. I I'm exiting for a lot of, and I was just on. I'm like, I'm not. That's not. It's not even worth being there anymore. Which is uh, well, anyway. All right. So uh, make sure, folks that are listening, you you buy the book, buy many books. Uh, it'll be a great Christmas gift. Uh, you can. Um, you know, one thing you could do, buy a bunch of them and just stick them in free libraries around your neighborhood. I have uh, all kinds of ways of getting things out into the world. Uh, connect with folks on Instagram, engage, share, all those kind of things. Uh, the, for the podcast, uh, make sure you do all the things. Uh, rate, review, share, and all the places that you listen. Um, I'm really excited. Thank you, Anna and Derek, for being here today. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening to BRC and Friends, and we'll see you soon. BRC and Friends was hosted and produced by Bruce Reyes Chow, co-hosts were Jorge Bautista, Mickey Scott Bay Jones, Amy Kim Karemis Parks, and Laura Monaco Heifetz, and the theme music was composed and recorded by Marissa Magdal Laron. Feel free to connect with any of us via the show notes. And lastly, please don't make me beg. Take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to BRC and Friends wherever you listen to podcasts. Until the next episode, thanks for listening to BRC and Friends.